0: Adelaide United family, we can officially say this is season 2, episode 1 of the Pitch podcast. There's a lot that has happened in the off-season that we are going to get to and introduce our special guest, you would have actually seen over the past couple of days that uh, the A-Leagues has announced all the key dates to the first round of football um, when the Isuzu Ute A-League Men's Competition starts and the Liberty A-League Women and, uh, of course, the finals and the grand final and stuff, which is amazing. So um, check out Adelaide United's social media if you want to find all the details on that. And it's been a really good off-season for us as well for the players that are no longer with the club. Obviously, we wish them all the best. It's great to have some key signings to, uh, of course, Course, be part of our future and continue their relationship with the Adelaide United family with a couple more still to go. So watch this space. One of those key signings that we can say an official welcome home to is a man who has been at Adelaide United before, and it is great to have him back. Ben Warland. Welcome home, my friend.
1: Thanks, Jared. Nice to be back.
0: It's, uh, it's great to have you here. Um, there's a, a lot to talk about as well. So... How did this all come about? Why are you here? How did you get here?
1: Uh, Look, obviously I had a season left on my uh, contract at Sydney, um, but I was sort of in and out of the squad and couldn't really know down that consistent starting spot, I guess, um, which was obviously very frustrating and sort of been the story of my career. Um, So I'm sort of chasing consistent game time. Um, I know coming here that it's going to be very tough. Obviously I've got... Some good centre-backs here, um, which I'm, you know, going to put up a fight against them for the starting 11 spot. Um, But it's a new challenge for me as well. I was at Sydney for four and a half years. Um, uh, Had some good moments there, but now obviously having a little family now. um, Obviously got married in the off-season. It was time to sort of... Um, something, something different, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: We're going to get to all of that in a moment because a lot has happened in your life. Um, there, I guess everything in life is an opportunity as well, and we see the departure of. Michael Jakobsen, who was such an amazing servant of not just the Adelaide United Football Club, he wore the captain's armband and of course at, at Melbourne City too and he's um, an incredible player and we're certainly going to miss him but obviously that, that left an opportunity for someone to come in and fill that role and um, and I guess if we're looking at a squad perspective over last season, we, we were challenged sometimes in the defensive area of the pitch. So is that something that you saw, this is a really good opportunity for where you can not just contribute for the team, but have a real positive impact too?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, my time at Sydney was, I was, I was obviously in and out, as I mentioned before. Um, and I didn't really have that chance to sort of cement myself and like really help the team, if you know what I mean, in that sort of way. Um, but here if you know if I can start playing well, if I do the hard work and, and Carl um, sticks with me, you know, I'm really looking forward to giving Adelaide United you know, my best and um, really helping the team out in that sort of way that, that Jakckerson did. Um, it's going to be a huge holder field though.
0: You have to talk closer to the microphone. I'm just saying. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're doing a great job. I'll lean in a bit more. No, that's perfect. Um, all right. So I'm going to get back to your Adelaide United journey in a moment. But Sydney FC have been one of the best football clubs in the A-League for longer than I can remember. And it's, it's a strange ca- kind of transition period from at the moment with uh, a lot of players no longer at the club. The the departure of um, Milos Nikovic is absolutely huge. And he's one of those players that I... I put down as someone who has had such a huge impact on the A-League. And I compare him to like a, a Thomas Broich, a, a Marcelo Karuska, a, a foreign player who we've been lucky that they've stayed in Australia for so long. Um, Can you just talk about the impact that Sydney FC had on you as a footballer? I think it's really important we pay respect to them, even though they are one of our opponents. But you left Adelaide looking for more opportunity, and you were surrounded by such quality players, socceroos, international representatives that were outstanding. So I'm sure you absorbed a lot of that um, emotional intelligence and, of course, football intelligence from them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, I left Adelaide um, looking for more game time and... I don't know. I was, I was sort of playing youth team, um, had the odd game in the A League here and there at Adelaide. Um, and, you know, I was, I was, contract was year to year, so I was sort of really like make or break, if you know what I mean. And I was thinking, you know, maybe this might be my last season because I was sort of in and out of the squad, the match day squad, or sometimes wasn't even on the bench. Um, but then sort of got thrown a lifeline from Sydney FC um, halfway through the season. Um. Yeah, a two-year deal with them, the the reigning champions, and I was a bit like, "Are you sure you want me?" Mm. <laughs> um, because I hadn't really done too much in the A League at that stage. Um, but yeah, obviously I jumped at the bit to get over there. Um, but yeah, obviously playing in a team that have obviously won it like the year previously. Um, and then to go into a team that had that con- continuity um, of the the playing roster was was massive as well. Um, and some of the names you mentioned before Milos Ninkovic Had Alex Brosk there at the time Ryan Grant um, Alex Wilkinson Who was a centre-back as well was, um, It was massive for me And I actually played a bit when I first went there Which was wild to me Because I wasn't really anywhere near the, the squad for Adelaide um, But obviously playing next to Alex Wilkinson Was a massive help to me in my career And I think it's really, really helped me progress my game
0: you also have a look at Sydney FC that have been remarkable in the fact that I don't know how the A-League allowed them to let a mini-roo's half-time kid play for them in Michael Zulo as well, but that's just amazing that they got the <laughs> smallest man in the world to come and play for them. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to point out something that you said before, is that, that we as a club were offering one-year deals, which was... Um, it's just what happens, I guess, when you've got young players that are still trying to prove themselves. Yeah. But... Uh, technically that move, in your eyes, it almost saved your career, would you say?
1: Yeah, 100% because I was, as I said before, I didn't really know what was next. I was sort of playing year to year and then sometimes I wasn't even in the squad on match days and I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, if this continues, you know, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do after football? And that was like serious thoughts in my head that this might be my last season and then obviously got thrown a lifeline. So obviously, yeah, <laughs> really excited at that.
0: How challenging is it to pick up and move interstate? You know, we talk about. Um, I love that the coming home story, coming back to Adelaide, which we'll get to. But obviously, picking up and moving interstate is—it's um, a test. Like, it's—it's it's great that you're there for football, but then there's little things that we probably take for granted living here in Adelaide. Yeah. Can you can you talk us through some of those things about the reality check of wow, this is this is Sydney?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I was living at home um while i was at adelaide and then obviously moving out by myself um it was it was challenging i mean just picking up and leaving it all happened within a day i literally signed the sydney fc contract one day and then left the next morning so i was like snap of fingers didn't pack anything um had to get mum and dad to drive my car over because yeah. i had to be there for training the next day sort of thing um so it was all happened in like a blink of an eye which in hindsight, it was probably good because I didn't have too much time to think about it. I was just straight over there and straight into training. Um, but, yeah, once I was there and sort of got settled a little bit, once I found a place, um, a one-bedroom apartment to rent, which yeah, cost me a fair bit, which was wild to me because, obviously, growing up in Adelaide... Um, How
0: crazy like, is the first shop you do as well when you go yeah. to the supermarket? And you're like, oh, I've got to buy cleaning products and like uh stuff for the the laundry like that's all really expensive and the first time you do it it's pretty confronting
1: (laughs) i had no idea what i was doing so i got a partly furnished uh unit um which helped me a lot i didn't have to buy some furniture and all that sort of stuff but yeah even just like the grocery shop um yeah like i'd never done it before obviously (laughs) like mum would do it you know um but yeah obviously that's all all helped me i think um obviously made me mature a lot quicker um um, yeah, but it's really set me up for the rest of my life. I think.
0: What's it like coming back to play against Adelaide when you're a former player and you're familiar, obviously, with Cooper Stadium? But you get your family and friends tickets, and they're sitting at the southwest end of Cooper <laughs> Stadium, so they're not sitting in the good seats. They're sitting in the uh, the visitors kind yeah. of ones. Um, and then you get the the low key reception from the fans. A lot of players are coming, wondering whether they're going to get booed or not. So there's always those things going through your head. How how strange was that when you rock up to Cooper Stadium and you have to go to the visitors' change rooms?
1: Yeah, it was very different. Um, obviously, the the change rooms when I left were not as good as they are now. Yeah. Um, we were obviously the Adelaide United team had the had the good one, and then the um, the away team had the. Yep. Less good one. I'll put it that way. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, As now, it, sh- it should be like yeah, that. Though. You're 100%. the visiting team. Yeah. yeah I-, I rate it, to be fair, but it's obviously better being a nice one. Yeah. Um, but now, obviously, they're, they're both great. But, um, yeah, it's very different. Obviously, seeing familiar faces like yourself around. Obviously, you go and have a chat and say hello to everyone, um, which which is always good before the game. Um, and seeing, obviously, players that I've played with over the years as well. And then yeah, to have my family—it's literally where they sit—is where you warm up. Yeah, on the bench. Yeah. So I get embarrassed like when when I'm going to warm up, like they're right there. I hate it. Yeah, I hate them like me Because you've teams, got you know some I mean? players
0: that love the saying hello to everyone. Like I, where where I sit next to Broadcast is behind the visiting team bench. So when the Adelaide boys come and walk past, there's a couple of them that will shake your hand and say hello. But there's other ones that are locked into yeah. match day. And I love that. Like whatever is whatever your routine. Yeah. But when your family's there, they expect you to say hello. Yeah. And if you're locked in, you're going to get a barrage of abuse on the way home after the game or if you're on the way to the airport because they're going, you didn't even acknowledge us. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm just focusing on the game. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, i will just say a quick hello, yeah. whatever, and then I'm, I'm just back to business sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of how I left it um, and it worked out all right. So, no. It
0: did work out all right. Now, uh, you did have your challenges over in Sydney, obviously, with injury, Um Mentally, that's obviously going to be challenging when you're not doing a lot of your recovery from from home and things like that. So, um, usually when, when people speak about this on the podcast, they show gratitude that it happened to give them a perspective of when things are taken away from you. You not only had to go through an injury, but you also had to, you had to go through a COVID season, through um, you know a grand final year. So, are these challenges something that you look back on and you have a, a small amount of gratitude to go. Well, thanks for helping me grow.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Obviously, I was lucky with my injuries. I was wasn't in Sydney by myself. Um, I had my partner there, my wife now, Olivia. Is that um,
0: weird saying my wife now because it's only new?
1: Uh, no, nah, it's not weird. Okay. But the other day, we were in the pharmacy. Okay, getting getting some stuff for Ruby. Um, and I was I was walking the pram down the uh, the path, and yep. she went down the stairs. So she was waiting there, and the shop attendant said, "Oh, would you like any help?" She Said, "Oh, no, I'm just waiting for my partner." Oh. So that's the time we say it's husband Yeah, yeah And then I she gave was, it to her She was a bit Yeah, I mean she needs to yeah. understand that you're married now so, yeah.
0: bit, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not I'm not buying, I don't want you to get sledged by your wife oh. But that's that's fine, sorry um, But no, yeah. it
1: definitely does give you a sort of perspective That, you know, um, obviously she was there So it made it a lot easier doing my rehab over there um, But yeah, obviously having stuff taken away from you Really makes you, well, makes you want Wanted yeah. even more, if you know what I mean. Like, I hated rehab, um, hated everything about it. Um, obviously training by yourself, not being with the boys. They'd be up on the pitch, I'd be in the gym all day. Um, just little things that, you know, sometimes you you think training, like, oh, another training today, like when you're fit. But once you've had a like big injury like that, yeah, you you froth training and it's everything, everything. You love training, you don't want to miss another session ever again. So... I think for that, for me, that's been good. Um, mentally, I'm a lot stronger for it, um, being through all that. Um, and as you said, the COVID season, um, had a lot of trips back to Adelaide planned. Um, you know, when sort of restrictions got lifted and we could travel and then last minute, nah, you can't go. So I went without seeing my family for oh, a good year. Mm. A good year. Um, and we had a lot going on as well. Obviously, my wife. Was, was pregnant as well um, at the end of that. So, um, yeah, you know, it's difficult. Um, but look, it's all happened now and it's all in the past, hopefully. <laughs> Let's
0: talk about then coming back to Adelaide because you uh, you leave uh, in – was it you left basically uh, soon after the grand final year? So we win the grand final in 15-16. And what, what year did you leave?
1: I left um, start of 18.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then you go to Sydney? Yep um and you come back there will be elements of that that make you feel like you haven't left not in a bad way but for me some of the things that i love about the club now first of all i'm a merchandise nerd right the our kits are unreal and the merchandise has just gone next level the other thing i love is our connection with our women's team which is brilliant and authentic um, but something I think that you would be really proud of is the connection that we have to the young South Australian players and the opportunity that they are getting, which has always been there. But it seems like a real focus from Carl on the team to go. We need to promote young kids because they deserve a spot. Are those some of the things that you've noticed?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, Adelaide No is obviously an SA club, and it's really showing within the squad. Um, you've got a lot of South young South Australian players. Um, and, you know, obviously every South Australian footballer wants to be playing Fairleigh United. And, you know, the boys that have been given the chance of taking it with both hands. I mean, if you look last season, um, watching from afar, it looked like everyone was playing, you know, not like their last game, but they really gave it everything. And they didn't have any fear at all. Um, and that's awesome to see. And that obviously made me want to come back a lot. Um, I wanted to be part of it. Um, and obviously... The team went really well last year, just fell one game short, but um, I think obviously with all the off-season signings and the, the keepings of the play, a lot of majority of the players from last year's, it shows a good culture within the change room, and obviously the coaching staff have trust in that group, um, and obviously the more time you spend together as, as a big unit is only going to help you in the long run. Um and hopefully this year we can go one better.
0: What can you tell us about young Van der Sarg? Because we don't know too much about him, and you've got probably the best intel. Um, I said at the start of this podcast that um, I'm really, really excited that we've we've held on to a lot of players and had some really big re signings as well with Hiroshi, um, Zach. You know, Delhi has recommitted to the club. We've yeah. got uh, – and, and hopefully some more over the next um, short amount of time as well. But some really key players have recommitted to the club, even as recently as, as Nathan is doing that too, which is a great show of his resilience of how he can recover from injury but also the faith the club has put yeah. back into it. Um, but uh, we have young – am I saying – is it Van der Sag or Van der Sag?
1: Van der Saag, I think. That's what I've been calling him. Okay. He, he hasn't pulled me up on it.
0: What can you tell us about
1: him? He's a great player, um, obviously just full of energy, just loves getting up and down the pitch. He's, um, he does some things at training that just make you go wow, um, and a lot of people might not think that, but he's really good on the ball, he's, he's attacking, he's good in like, defensively as well, um, and yeah, he can do some things that yeah, literally make you go wow, um, and I think he'll, he'll really thrive here.
0: That's going to be great. And uh, do you find now that because obviously you're old and you've uh, come back from um, so your time in, in Sydney that um, you're going to be in that kind of leadership role to, to get around him? Because you know what it's like to come to a different city and um, that feeling, I'm, I'm sure there is that element of feeling a little bit lonely, but you obviously now can look with the younger kid and start getting around him a bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll help him out as much as he needs. Um, obviously, I'm only phone call away, and I will be. Um, I think he gets in on Thursday, I think. So I'll, I'll try and organise a dinner with him and see how he's settling in. But yeah, obviously, I'd love a bit of a leadership role, and um, yeah, whatever that entails, um, I'm more than happy to
0: do. All right. Now, let's get hard-hitting here, Ben Wallen. Do you leave Adelaide United as a young man... Uh, we win the championship and the premiership, which was brilliant. Everybody celebrates, whether it's the players on the pitch, the squad, um, the staff. And you come back to Adelaide um, in 2022, married with a young child. Yep. That's, a, that's a pretty extreme transformation from when you left to when you've come back. I'm really passionate about talking to blokes who are fathers, especially at this club, and I love talking to women who are mothers because of the perspective that having a child gives you. What sort of perspective do you have now because you are a father?
1: It's changed everything, to be honest. Um, Seeing what my wife went through, um, obviously giving birth and all that sort of stuff, obviously I have a newfound respect for for her and and all women um, to see what they go through and the things that like, they're willing to do to to give us as men, you know, a, a child is unbelievable and could never thank her enough for, for doing it. Um, and, yeah, for myself, um, not that nothing else matters, but, you know, you can always come home to to, to Ruby, my little one, and Olivia, um, and you can forget about everything else. It all focuses on them. Um, you know, if you have a bad day of training, it doesn 't really matter in the grand scheme of things um, you always got your family to look after and they're they're number one um, closely followed by football number two I
0: feel like though after speaking to George Blackwood in um, season one of the pitch podcast that his perspective was similar to yours like he was saying that he was so focused on football that he got to a point where he was probably too focused on football that took a little bit of the enjoyment out of it. And we saw what happened with George last season, that he had the best season of his career at Adelaide United and he was loving his football. Do you feel that this is going to help you enjoy football more knowing that a, you've been in a position knowing that your time is limited in football, like one day your career will come to an end. Hopefully that's not soon, but you know what I'm trying to say. But no matter what happens, you go home and you're going to be a husband and a father, that doesn't matter what you're doing for a job or um, how many tackles that you make.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you can never get away from that. Um, and I think last season as well, obviously, I was, as I said, I at Sydney I was in and out of the team, um, and usually I'd be – not kicking up a stink, but I'd be, oh, what am I doing wrong? I mean, having those conversations, oh, screw this, like training, whatever, like just get through it. Yeah, I'm not going to put in because I know I'm not going to play on the weekend. Um, But now um, it doesn't matter at all. I go in every day, enjoy my day, surrounded by my mates, play a bit of football, which is pretty cool, and then go home at the end of the day to my wife and kid. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It's
0: pretty good. So uh, how old's Ruby?
1: She's just a bit over six months.
0: Okay, so have you started playing kids' music now that you've... Okay, so what are you listening to? What well, sort we're of...
1: just Wiggles at the moment. We haven't really introduced What's it. What's your
0: favourite Wiggles song?
1: Uh, Kunga Pass, Hot Potato. Yeah, it's a great one. That's pretty... It's a classic.
0: And do you do the nappy change?
1: Yeah, we, we uh, do it together.
0: Have yeah. you had the Poonami yet, where it just basically goes everywhere? Uh, yeah Yeah It's full on hey Yeah It's really confronting Really fun Yeah But apparently if you have a boy When you change the nappy Every time No no matter what They just wee everywhere <laughs> Like for your teammates That have boys Ask them Nappy yeah. off Wee everywhere yeah, So right. we don't have to do that As like girl Whoa. dads
1: Sometimes when we change Ruby's nappy, we take it off. By the time we get the new nappy, she's, she's weed. Yeah, I know. It's fine.
0: Yeah, but, you know, but it doesn't matter, mate.
1: That's father. You, know, you can't get angry.
0: Exactly. Um, ben Warland is here on the Pitch Podcast, and he's back here at Cooper Stadium, which is brilliant. Do you know yet what number you're going to wear going into the season, or is that not being decided?
1: Uh, number three. Well, I'm pretty sure number three.
0: Okay, there's some... Uh, um, so I got some...
1: sent a jersey for Ruby and had Wall and three on the back, so I'm pretty certain it's number three.
0: Ooh, okay. So just going back through the club, George wore, George Timotheo were number three last season, I think. And then did Nigel Bogard wear number three for us? It was three or four. I think he was... I think he was four. It was four here and three at the Jets, I believe. Anyway, what are we talking about Nigel Bogard for? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh how do we follow you on um social media, Ben?
1: Uh just Ben Warland. Pretty pretty easy.
0: Just at Ben Warland. Yeah. On Instagram?
1: On Instagram. And Twitter? Twitter, Ben Warland1 mm. think. TikTok? No TikTok. Okay. Uh Right.
0: So there's some good questions here and there's some honking ones. So this is from the uh, brother of our former golden boot winner, Dylan McGowan, which we're still trying to work that out when you say golden boot winner, Dylan McGowan. So this is from Ryan McGowan, who is obviously um, a former Sydney FC player and a great South Australian and a great human being as well. So shout out to Ryan. Thank you very much. He won't be watching this. Um, is Gawler closer to Uluru or Glenelg?
1: Glenelg. But the running joke is that Gawler, um, I live near Uluru because Gawler's so far away from the city. Yeah. And he'd always hammer me at Sydney. That's his type a, of banter, yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Jordan Trombetta on Instagram. What do you remember from your last appearance on the pitch?
1: I remember I was chewing gum the whole time with you. <laughs> and I was in that room. At it the used to be each more
0: loose as well. Like, yeah, it's like on a couch. Yeah. Just, like relaxing. Yeah. I've got more mature, I think. Uh, or the club too. told me to. Yeah, you've <laughs> got heaps too. more than what you are, hey. <laughs> um, okay, this is from Tim KT or TimKaty underscore on Instagram. What's been your most favourite A-League moment? Uh,
1: look, I have to say playing in the grand final with Sydney, even though we lost... Um, Obviously, I'd won a few before, but... Had, oh, hadn't.
0: oh, of course he has.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, one was with Adelaide, but yeah, I, was, I, wasn't on the, I wasn't in the squad. Um, and then I won a couple with, with Sydney, but one, I had my knee. I did my ACL halfway through the year, so I missed that. Um, and then the year after, we won it again, and I was on the bench and didn't get on the pitch.
0: But on the bench, I think, is okay, right? Because the, let me ask you this. We saw... Um, the Western United boys celebrate. And what I love, I think it's just hilarious that afterwards, Diamante was wearing his <laughs> kit with yeah. the captain's armband <laughs> on and he didn't even
1: play. I didn't see that, actually. He was. he was wearing, he wore his kit. And but... the captain's
0: armband on for the photos and everything. That's right. Um, I rate that. So celebrating when you are part of the team, so even though you were on the bench, you were still warming up and stuff throughout yeah. the match. But... Then you're in the club suit for the other games. Yeah. Is it still that same buzz? Or yeah. is it, yeah. it like everyone obviously wants to play and be on the pitch when that final whistle goes, but yeah. surely you still have that amazing buzz?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, you can't really match it, I think. I think regardless, even if, if you're part of the squad... Um, whether that be on the bench, playing or in the stands, you still get that massive buzz. Yeah. But obviously everyone wants to be playing and being part of that moment on the pitch. I reckon the,
0: the squad, squad guys probably party more <laughs> than the on the pitch guys who are still trying to hydrate after <laughs> yeah. the game. Yeah. Okay, so this is from Jack Lewis 333. Coming from Sydney FC, how are we, Adelaide United, viewed as an opponent and what can we improve on? That's a real football question. It's like really it. in-depth. Yeah. Okay, uh,
1: look, I think, really difficult to play against um obviously a lot of young boys and they uh, just have no fear and maybe a little bit unpredictable in the things they they do um and obviously got some really really good players that um we really have to keep an eye on coming up against um but yeah obviously we do a lot of analysis especially on Adelaide because they stop saying
0: we this is your former club you play for Adelaide now So, when you say we talking about Sydney FC, you have to say they. They.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, they would would do a lot. Yeah, great.
0: I'm just trying to help because you're here now. (laughs) Okay. It's a great question, though, Jack. I mean, thank you. Um, Can I ask a follow up question to that? How do you actually prepare to play against Nesta? Because he's so unpredictable. When you've got Nesta Erin who can do absolutely anything, is it just try and keep up with him, basically?
1: Just try and keep up with him and just, yeah, do whatever you can to not let him play. Yeah,
0: I love that. Um, Craig.1239 on Instagram. Do you like Vegemite?
1: Yeah, I like Vegemite. Yeah.
0: Some people have Vegemite and avocado on toast.
1: I recently tried that and it's really good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Give it a whirl. I
0: might give it a whirl. Phil heard that he was going to ask a question on Instagram. That's just a running joke. You'll get used to it. (laughs) Um, Are you excited at the competition? Are you excited at the competition for the defence positions in the starting 11? I get what he's saying. So he's basically saying, are you pumped that it's going to be challenging in training to uh, make the starting 11?
1: Yeah, I think every... Every healthy club needs competition for spots. Um, and the one the clubs that do have healthy competition really do well at the end of
0: the year. I felt like I mansplained that to you as well when I didn't need to because you obviously got the question. That's my bad, Phil. Sorry about that. Phil heard that Jared's going to try and mansplain. Sorry. Um, Luca... Topple and Yak on Instagram, uh, what valuable lessons did you learn in Sydney and how will that benefit Adelaide? I think we covered that already. So, um, uh, Luca, if you go back and listen to the whole podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you'll get some great insight from Ben. <laughs> you'll also hear the moment where he and his missus had a fight at the chemist, <laughs> which is <laughs> interesting. Um, Ewan McLean on Instagram, what football team do you support? Arsenal. Okay. Uh, Good. They're going real well. Um, Conradandro, any advice for young footballers looking to turn pro?
1: Just train hard and enjoy enjoy what you do. That goes a massive way in, in getting there.
0: Uh, Harry Scoby for on Instagram. Who is your biggest idol?
1: My biggest idol? Wow. Um, I'd say my My parents. Nothing to do with football, but just my parents. The sacrifices they made for me to get to where I am today um, can never be repaid at all.
0: I love that. Uh, James Randall14 on Instagram, do you have any pre-game rituals or superstitions?
1: Uh, I always put my left sock on before my right, but I think that I don't really mean to do it and I don't know that I'm doing it, but Mm. it just always happens.
0: All right. Cool. Weird one, weird one. No, I don't you. think it's weird. I think you're into what you're into, mate. Um, <laughs> and we're stoked that you're back here, Benny. I think it's great, man. And um, without breaking too much confidence, like we got to know each other when you were just a young kid playing as – part of the youth team and part of the squad and surrounded by a group of guys that no longer are playing professional football and you are someone that has taken a risk in your career to do what you think is right for you and it's paid off in spades and I always believe that how you recover from adversity it, what brings out the best in you and I'm sure everybody has that idea of one day you'd like to come back to Adelaide if you're yeah. not overseas and doing things so the fact that you're here we're stoked to have you back mate it's going to be brilliant to bring another South Australian home who deserves his spot, and I really feel that your experience at Adelaide United is going to be a lot different in in the best way possible. Where you've earned your spot, we wanted to bring you home at a really good time for the club. So I speak on behalf of all the supporters and the members. Um, welcome home, as a dad and a husband. I'm sure that's still a little bit strange <laughs> yeah, to hear still as very well. Strange, yeah. But uh, it's great to have you home, mate. Well done.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Now I don't know if you're going to sign this, just only because this is last year's squad. So I think what we'll do, we'll get him to sign another top... Because we've got to give this away at some stage. So for all of you three people that watch and listen to this podcast, um, we will work out how to do this very soon. But we are back. And even though it's the off-season, we are going to still speak to our new signings in the Isuzu Ute A-League Men's or the Liberty A-League Women's. And we should give a shout-out as well um, to our very own Craig Goodwin, who was part of that Socceroos team that have qualified to make it to the uh, World Cup in Qatar. Finish us off. Andrew Redmayne, legend, a little bit unique, but one of the best guys that you could play with. Can you please confirm the rumours?
1: Yeah, it's, it's correct. He's one of the nicest guys who ever met.
0: We love that and thank you Redders for uh, helping us get through but when you come back next season playing for Sydney FC you get nothing mate because you are a visitor and Benny's ours with Van der Sarg. Maybe we'll get Van der Sarg on next. We'll see. Anyway, thanks for watching and listening. Love you. Benny's home.